0: Why are we so obsessed with others' faults? That's the topic I'd like to jump into today. My name is Brett Tilford, pastor at the table at Church in Saxe, Texas, and welcome to Table Talk, where each week I unpack ideas and insights from Christian theology and spirituality that help you become a more thoughtful, calm, and just a wonderful human being. So I recently finished a marvelous old book titled The Spirit of St. Francois Sal, which is about the life and teachings of this great Christian saint. So St. Francois, he was born in 1567 and was a bishop in the city of Geneva in France for many years. And he was someone known for really his wisdom and his kindness. But in this book, I came across the following quote from St. Francois. He said, Men who are curious into their inquiries into the lives of others, are mostly careless about correcting their own faults. I love that he used the word curious, because you get this picture of a person who's like an investigator or a scientist, not of crimes or of particle physics, but of the faults of other people. But he goes further and sees that there's a connection between their interest in others' faults and an avoidance of their own. Which leads me to a principle. Our great temptation is to avoid our own faults by constantly becoming preoccupied with the faults of others. Now, why does this tend to be the case? I think it can be captured in one word. Avoidance. To put it poetically, all of us are tempted to avoid our own crap. Sometimes we avoid it through distraction. Other times we avoid it through addictions. But one of our favorite ways to disguise the fact that we are avoiding our own weaknesses and shortcomings is our obsession with other people's weaknesses and shortcomings. In fact, the family therapist Edwin Friedman pointed out that generally every family has one person that uh, he kind of labels them the identified patient. This is the person that everyone agrees is the problem. It's their alcoholism or their lack of people skills or their inability to hold down a job or whatever the latest thing is that everyone is constantly focused on and talking about behind you know, their back, of course. I mean, God forbid we actually talk to them about it. Now, here's the thing. It may be true that they really are an alcoholic or lack social skills or whatever. I mean, they really may be a dysfunctional mess. But the identified patient concept is naming that so often the family not only begins to revolve around them, but they become an excuse for us not growing up ourselves. And this can be either explicit or implicit. By explicit, I mean we might literally say, well, I just can't move on or I just can't set those goals or I just can't work on myself because I'm so distracted by them. They're taking all my energy or more often, it's implicit and unconscious. Having another conversation about them is easier than working on me. So what's the answer? What What do we do? Become more curious about your own faults, weaknesses, and shortcomings. Pay attention to your own dysfunction, your own patterns of avoidance, and as best you can, cultivate a healthy indifference about the weaknesses of others. So when you journal, make it about your own struggles, not theirs. And when you pray, make it about your own sins, not theirs. When you speak, name your own shortcomings, not theirs. And not just your weaknesses, but also your goals and your strengths and your growth edges. Pay attention to the God-instilled potential in yourself rather than obsessing about the faults of others. That's the path to growth and maturity. Well, that's all for today. If you enjoyed this content, please leave a review. And to ensure you don't miss future episodes, go ahead and subscribe, uh, either here on uh, whatever podcast medium you're listening to this on, or on my YouTube channel. Um, You can just search Brett Tilford Table Talk. Grace and peace.